Hey, 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 welcome back to Chew the Bible. Let's keep it moving, y'all. We're in Ephesians chapter 1, read down the Amplified version. Got my clothes in the dryer. I feel like I'm always doing laundry. It's just me. I mean, yeah, I mean, my kids are here. I watch their stuff too, but man. Makes me think of all the laundry that I was did while I was married. And I can only imagine what it's like now that my kids are older. The Blessings of Redemption. Ephesians 1, Amplified Version. Paul an apostle, special messenger, personally chosen representative of Christ Jesus, the Messiah, the anointed by the will of God, that is by his purpose and choice to the saints, God's people who are at Ephesus and are faithful and loyal and steadfast in Christ Jesus. Grace to you and peace, inner calm and spiritual well-being from God, our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ, blessed and worthy. Of praise be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly realms in Christ, just as in his love he chose us in Christ, actually selected us for himself as his own before the foundation of the world, so that we will be holy, that is, consecrated and set apart for him, purpose-driven and blameless in his sight. This is where some people can point to, uh, point, point, to predestination chosen he chose us in christ he actually selected us for himself as his own before the foundation of the world so it's like how how does that work you know god knows who's gonna actually follow him and if he knows who's actually going to follow him and have a relationship with him, then, and who's not, and who's going to be like the super Christians and who's going to be the more of the lazy Christians, and it's like, I don't know. Why can't he supersede? It's so weird. I keep hearing this noise from the, I know it's from the dryer, but it's like, it's weird because it sounds like it's on the whole other side of the room. I don't know. Anyway, you ever have like little noises that you hear and it's like it bothers you and shouldn't bother you? But then once you notice it, you're kind of fixated on it. Anyway, I think I was making a point about predestination. It's like, why can't God influence or override our free will. Anyway, I don't know. It's, once again, it's one of those. I'm glad I'm not God. 
kind of conversations. Just the whole concept of predestination. In love, he predestined and lovingly planned for us to be adopted to himself as his own children through Jesus Christ in accordance with the kind intention and good pleasure of his will to the praise of his glorious grace and favor which he so freely bestowed on us in the beloved his son Jesus Christ in him we have redemption that is our deliverance and salvation through his blood which paid the penalty for our sin and resulted in the forgiveness a complete pardon of our sin in accordance with the riches of his grace. He's like, hey, here's a lifeboat. Either you can get on or not get on, but I'm not going to force you to get on. This is an eternal lifeboat. And while you're on the boat, I need you to just follow some proper protocols or... Yeah. If you want to be blessed. I have an abundant life here on earth. And in eternity. I don't get how this all works. Alright, let's back it up. Let's go back to verse 7. In him we have redemption, that is, our deliverance and salvation through his blood, which paid the penalty for our sin and resulted in the forgiveness and complete pardon of our sin in accordance with the riches of his grace, which he lavished on us. We actually had communion at church today. Uh, but I didn't let my kids take it actually at church. So I really wanted to stress to them that scripture that talks about the importance of having your, I think it's in, we read it in 1 Corinthians, somewhere in there about your heart being right before you take communion so you don't get sick. Or, or some folks <clears throat> dying. I'm, now I'm sure God has tons of grace for my kids. But I just wanted to make sure I wanted to stress so we had like a little moment of silence where I just say, you know, examine your hearts and ask for God's forgiveness in any area where you might be in rebellion, disobedience, something you need to repent of. And, um, anyway, verse nine, he made known to us the mystery of his will according to his good pleasure, which he purpose in Christ with regard to the fulfillment of the times that is the end of history the climax of the ages to bring all things together to bring all things together in Christ both things in the heavens and things on the earth in him also we have received an inheritance a destiny we were claimed by God as his own, having been predestined, chosen, appointed beforehand, according to the purpose of him who works everything in agreement with the counsel and design of his will, so that we who were the first to hope in Christ, who, were f who first put our confidence in him as our Lord and Savior, would exist to the praise of his glory. 
And him you also, when you heard the word of truth, the good news of our salvation, and as a result believed in him, were stamped with the seal of the promised Holy Spirit, the one promised by Christ as owned and protected by God. The Spirit is the guarantee, the first installment, the pledge, a foretaste of our inheritance into the redemption of God's own purchased possession, his believers, to the praise of his glory. For this reason, because I have heard of your faith in the Lord Jesus and your love for all God's people, I do not cease to give thanks for you, remembering you in my prayers. I always pray that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may grant you a spirit of wisdom and of revelation that gives you a deep and personal, intimate insight into the true knowledge of him, for we know the Father through the Son. And I pray that the eyes of your heart, the very center and core of your being, may be enlightened, flooded with light by the Holy Spirit, so that you will, be, will know and cherish the hope, the divine guarantee, the confident expectation to which he has called you, the riches of his glorious inheritance in the saints, God's people. And there's some very ornate language about Mr. Paul here. And so that you will begin to know what the immeasurable and unlimited and, un and, and surpassing greatness of his active spiritual power is in us who believe these are in accordance with the working of his mighty strength, which he produced in Christ when he raised him from the dead and seated him at his, at his own right hand in the heavenly places. For above, far above all rule, authority, and power, and demand, whether angelic or human, and far above every name that is ne named above every title that can be conferred, not only in this age and world, but also in the one to come. And he put all things in every realm in subjection under Christ's feet and appointed him as supreme and authoritative head over all things in the church, which is his body, the fullness of him who fills and completes all things in all believers. That's some, that's some powerful stuff there, Mr. Paul. Romans 3.23 says, For all have sinned, or missed the mark, or veered off the path, and fallen short of the glory of God, or God's perfect standard. Romans 6.23 says, For the wages of the cost of that sin is death, or eternal separation from God. But the free gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Romans 5a says, But God demonstrated his love toward us or showed his love toward us in that while we were still yet sinners, Jesus Christ died for us. Romans 10 verse 9 through 10 says that if we will confess with our mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in our heart that God has raised him from the dead, we will not might be, not maybe, we will be saved. For with our hearts we believe we are now in right standing with God, and with our mouths we confess that we are now saved. Lastly, Romans 10 verse 13 says that whosoever, anybody or everybody, who calls upon the name of the Lord, they will be saved. So if you've never asked Jesus into your heart, or you've 
walked away from him and you would like to rededicate your life to him, you can just simply say, dear God, I know I'm a sinner. I know my sin deserves to be punished. I believe Jesus Christ is the son of God who died for me and rose from the grave. I want to turn from my sin and trust Jesus Christ alone as my savior. Thank you for the forgiveness and everlasting life I can now have through faith in Jesus. In Jesus' mighty precious name I pray, amen.